Backpack Broadcasting continues to bring you the best original sports content, but now you can get more of the content you love. For as little as $3 a month, you can get access to bonus content, including behind-the-scenes footage and interviews from the Sports Walk, Sideline Stories, or the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast. All this exclusive content comes via Patreon. There are tiered levels of patronage, and each Backpack Broadcasting patron receives exclusive perks. Your support helps Backpack Broadcasting create more of the original content that you love. Visit Backpack Broadcasting's Patreon page and become a patron today. Ain't Hard to Tell podcast. We are here from the Gotham Podcast Studios. Dexter Henry, Brian Fonseca, and we have a guest today. His name is Deontay Prince, editor, Sports Illustrated. It's a crossover. I read his work all the time. I'm always on the crossover reading NBA stuff. What's up, man? How you doing? What's up, man? I don't write that much, so you probably don't read me. <laughs> <laughs> I see you when you're in the round tables. I see you when yeah, you're yeah. in the discussions. Yeah, now, you used, like to write, used to write more, yeah. but now I see that obviously you're doing more editing and they yeah, have you on, on that side of things. You're, you're really busy. Um, how's it been, you know, being the editor of the crossover where a lot of people, you know, come and check that out for NBA content like myself? It's cool. I mean, it's a lot better now because we're into the actual season. There's more to do. During the summer, you're kind of just like pulling straws and trying to figure out what you're actually going to do from day to day. But, I mean, now it's great. Um, it's just a, a lot of fun getting to manage like five or six people, putting together story ideas and all that. And just, you know, it's basketball, so it's easy. Yeah, man. But you And you obviously, like you said, we used to write a lot. So have you like, what's been that? Like, I just had a friend who did this. She went from writing being a courts reporter and now she's like an editor what's what's that transition going from being a writer and you know now going to be an editor how's that been it's just like more people management basically like that's the biggest difference mm. um like you knew me when i worked at sporting news yep it was a two-man shop so i had to write in order for us to actually have content mm -hmm. here is more like talking to people and getting things in line and uh I mean, you still get like the writing itch, and you want to, you know, kind of like do your things on the on the side and try to like do features and everything. But uh, sometimes it's not enough, you know, enough hours in a day. Yeah. Are you able to get to that stuff though? Huh? Are you able to get to that stuff though? Probably like once a month. Damn. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll, write I'll, somebody I'll once a I'll, month. Shoot, I'll take that if it pays well. Yeah, but I'm saying, he's, he's got, like he said, you got a lot of, uh, con you got I a mean, lot of content. I'm, I'm working like every day, but I'm writing, oh, of like, course, yeah, of course. I'm like, man. See, my my whole thing with editing has always been like, you know, you mentioned people management, and I can't imagine like what <laughs> you're not in your head. Yeah, I'm I can't. Ima I can't imagine what that's like. Uh, just yeah, I won't in get too deep into it, but yeah, you have to. <laughs> You have to deal with people's quirks. Yeah, writers can be really quirky too. Oh, yeah. I, Dexter, you gotta deal with. That. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I know that too. Even my career starting in print, so I. I How I am I now? <laughs> quirky. He's yeah, quirky. you know what he's, I'm saying. He's, like, he's, quirky. he's quirky. I'm a lot to deal with. But you've liked so. that. What What are your? Th I mean, obviously NBA season right now. Um, right. We're, we're gonna get into that in a second, but just so people understand, uh, your background from Chi Town. Yeah. Um, I know you're proud representative of Chicago. Got it on right um, now. Got it on right now, rocking the Sox hat. I have Chicago questions, but we'll get to you that You got Chicago later. questions for him? Later. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that. Music uh, related, not okay. nothing, nothing crazy. Uh, I, we always <laughs> like, like I to... Can't, can't snitch on nobody. <laughs> <laughs> we always like to let people know, you know, when we get people up here in the industry who've done stuff in sports journalism, just how they've got to where they got. So just, if you could, for people, just sort of tell your story. What's your story? Obviously coming from Chi-Town and getting to be the editor of Sports Illustrated, the crossover. Yeah, so basically played basketball my whole life and then went to Indiana because I didn't want to go to college with anybody I went to high school with. 
Mm. So, <laughs> beautiful. Yo, he's gonna rock yes. with you on that. So he's I just like, well, yeah, because I made that mistake. I went to college with like ten people from my graduating class of fifty-five students. So yeah, Deontay's like fifty-five yeah. is wild. Yeah, <laughs> it was really small. It was really, really small. small. But you know what? I would say this: of the ten of us, probably I graduated with like two others. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So you didn't want to see anybody from high school, pretty much. Nah. So was I, high I, school that bad? It was just boring. I was just like tired of seeing the same people. Else, Understood. So, yeah. There okay. you go. There you okay. go. Sorry to hijack your story. Go so ahead. So I, I accidentally ended up at a good journalism school. I was actually dating a girl who used to work for the arts section. And I was mm. like, oh, I want to try that. Huh. Try so the girl or the art section? Well, no, I already tried that. <laughs> uh, oh, man, you got me saying stuff. I was like, <laughs> um, so I just walked into the walk into the newspaper at the end of my freshman year. Um and then followed up the next year, and then I, you know, started writing, started editing, worked worked as the basketball reporter, worked as the sports editor for the newspaper, and then just did like a bunch of internships, like five. I actually took a semester off from school to do one internship too. So, Ooh. yeah, I was in Fort Mill, South Carolina. Oh, wow, that's Rock awesome. Hill, actually, Rock Hill, South Carolina. Rock Hill. I was a lot. Of, Hill. I was at a lot of places. Same South thing Carolina to me. Recently, yeah. <laughs> It's the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's the same thing. Let me let me ask you this. So you mentioned newspaper, uh, student newspaper. What era was that? Like what era of newspapers are we talking about? Like early, like what what year? So I graduated in 2010. Okay. So, I mean, I was basically when, while I was working, seeing people that I worked with graduate and not be able to get jobs. So it was a little, it was mm. a little weird. It was still in like the. I'm familiar the light, with that. It was the light days. Yeah. Because <laughs> mm. I'm one. Because you know we've talked. I mean we've talked on this podcast with ourselves with other people with ourselves that was stupid uh about like newspaper industry and how it's sort of i don't want to say evolved because i wouldn't say evolved is the right way to say but how it's just changed and not necessarily for the better and things like that so i just want to get your thoughts on it you know someone coming up from that yeah still writing still editing well it's interesting because i interned at like five different newspapers and i never actually worked at one uh Hmm. I think once I started working in Sporting News and I looked around at what people were doing in newspapers, people who I graduated with taking, like, jobs that paid, like, 20K in the middle of nowhere, and I was like, uh, I don't think I want to do that. And then, I mean, this happens at ESPN and places like this, too, but there were a lot of, like, my favorite writers getting, like, furloughs where they were off for two weeks because they couldn't pay them because their salaries had grown too high because, you know, like, in the 90s there was, like, that gold standard where, you know, everybody was reading the paper and people were getting paid, like, sky-high salaries. Yeah, I was born too late. Yeah. We we all were. We We all were, yeah. But, but, I mean, I just, just like, saw a lot of that from the sidelines and it kind of made me want to stay on the the online side. I mean, Mm. yeah, but you were ahead of your time in that way, wouldn't you say? Like, Yeah, because the way, I mean, now newspapers still are trying to catch up to online because they sort of cannibalize themselves and put everything free and then they try to make everybody pay for it again. Now you have places like The Athletic where they're actually trying to get people to pay. Believe me, people online are still trying to figure out like business models and stuff like that too. Is there a right way to do it? I mean, mean, what do you think? The right way would have been to charge people from the beginning. And then you yep. set a standard that, you know, people know that they have to pay for this content. But once people got a taste of not Once you give paying. it to them for free, mm-hmm. it's like uh, Napster, you know what I mean? Once you give mm. people the music for free, they yeah. don't want to pay for it. Yeah. Yep. Once you give people the, the, the content for free, they don't want to pay for it. So what so. do we what do we do now? 
I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Where's, where's, the, where's the time machine? <laughs> <laughs> like, cause I'm like I'm literally trying to figure this out all the time. It's like, like what? Like, I, all right, the athletic is trying what they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though, and I've said this to people that write at the athletic, I think that they're making a mistake by ignoring combat sports. But that's just me. And then you have other places that you know everyone's just trying to find their footing. Places like SB Nation, for example, where they're making a lot of money, but they're not paying their writers that much. Hello. Uh, so what do you think? I don't, I, I don't know. This is, a, I don't even think it's just a print issue. It goes in the video. It goes into all these different content, right? It's, yep. it's, it's kind of hard. And then I'm more in the vein of Deontay, even though I'm a little bit older that, you know, when I came out of school, it was in this really interesting place where people didn't know where they were going to, online. Those opportunities were starting to come up. Like for you, when you graduated, you had sporting news to go to and, um, even though they kind of were doing both, you know what I'm saying? They still were trying to put yeah, out. Yeah, they still had a magazine when they I They still had a magazine. Yeah. Yeah, didn't they only um, recently get rid of the magazine? It's like 2014. 14. Yeah. I thought it was. More I was there when like that. the last magazines rolled through. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. Oh wow, I yeah. thought it was more. Recent yeah, that's actually. I think when he and I, you and I like actually first met face to face. We like found each other. On yeah, Twitter. it was like a year after they stopped doing the magazine. Yeah, mm. I should actually remember that. Um, Damn. Yeah, I don't. I'm not necessarily sure what the, what the solution is. I mean, I think good content wins in the end of the day. Um, I do believe. I do believe in that. Now. How we all profit off of that? How we all benefit from that? <laughs> right. That's another. That's a whole nother. That's what I'm story. trying to figure out. Um, God damn it. So I'm not sure I have all the answers <laughs> to that. But back to you. Right. Um, so you you did these five internships. Yeah. While at IU. Five. Um. So how, what was the jump from there to Sporting News? Um. Because I met you when you were at Sporting News. But what was the jump from there to Sporting News? Yeah. So I was actually uh, interning at the Sunset in Fort Lauderdale when uh, someone that I knew from that. That internship in South Carolina, while I was in the middle of nowhere, <laughs> I I worked with the with a woman whose husband worked at Sporting News, so we met a couple times. And then when I saw the list, and I hit him up like, "Hey, what do you think about like what's up with this job?" Blah blah. blah. And then I reached out to them, went out for an interview, came back, and then on my birthday that year, actually, I got the call that they were uh, nice. they were wanting to offer me the job. Oh, yeah. So then I left my internship like two weeks early and moved straight to uh, to Charlotte. Charlotte. Yeah, yeah. Like, look, you you yeah. moved around to a lot of places too. Were you were you? Yeah, at- I live. Oh well, I I mean during the internships, like I just I just would like pack up and just go somewhere for like three months and then yeah yeah. But a lot of people aren't. See, that's sort of fascinating to me because a lot of people aren't willing to move. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people, even in small cities, like in big cities, I could kind of get that because like I've always lived in New York. We've always lived in New York. Yeah, it's not college for me, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for the most part, people, you know, there's a sort of fear factor into, look, I don't want to leave my hometown. I'm comfortable here. And you've moved to like even places like South Carolina, which I don't want to disrespect South Carolina, but it's yeah. South Carolina. You know what I I'm mean, saying? I mean, there's nice places right. in South I, Carolina. I mean, I wasn't exactly in like Charleston or something where yeah. like, people go to like- <laughs> Charleston's dope. Well, yeah, people yeah. go to vacation there. I wasn't yeah. in, like, a vacation spot. I was right. where, like, the movie theater is the only thing in that town, yep. basically. Right. I knew Everything shuts down at, like, 10 or 11. Winthrop was actually there. Like, the college was there, but mm. I didn't know anybody there, so. What was sort of your attitude in terms of moving to all these places just beyond, oh, I don't want to see the same people that I've seen in high school my entire life? Uh. I think I always kind of had a mindset that I wanted to visit other places. I think part of that must might have come from playing AU basketball, where mm. we go every weekend. We go to a different Turn city, in. a different yeah. state every weekend. Um, so I'd be going to all the places like regionally, you know, Michigan, Indiana, all those places, and then 
whenever those nationals, we would drive down to like Nashville or Florida or mm-hmm. something like that. Um, those drives were rough though, like fifteen dudes in a passenger van for like yeah. a day basically. Uh, yeah. But I think that kind of started the bug where like I wasn't afraid to you know go to another place. I mean, to this day, most of my family still lived in Chicago, never lived anywhere else, mm. like never even really like stepped foot out of the state. But I think I lived in. Well, Indiana, obviously, yep. South Carolina, North Carolina, California, Florida, mm, damn. and and here too. So damn. What part of Indiana? Uh, well, I I went to school in Bloomington, yep. and I interned oh, yeah. in Indianapolis at the Indianapolis Star. Uh, mm. So yeah, I've been I've been everywhere. Been every been every been everywhere. Basically, man. yeah. Yeah. I've do you want to do you want to go back to uh, that small town in South Carolina ever again? Nah, but yeah. <laughs> I, I I might take some Charlotte over New York City though. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, really? See, this Deontay and I were actually having a conversation on the elevator up here about people getting really offended if you say you don't really like this city. Yeah. Because um, oh, look at what happened to well, Nigel Hayes. The, yeah. the Cleveland ahead. thing is popping off today because people were talking about the All Star Weekend potentially being there. I think what year was it? 2022. Yeah. 2022. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, yeah I saw. Uh, a few writers being like, I'm, "Oh, I'm busy that weekend," and then <laughs> Cleveland people, I would be too. <laughs> Cleveland people, immediately getting offended. They still haven't recovered from I that. Mean, uh, that joke came Noah joke. Either. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that, but, the same place. I mean, I, I could also see where they're sensitive about it, but at the same, I've never been to Cleveland, so you don't want to go. There you go. Like that's go to the reputation that they have. Go, go hit the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and then uh, uh, yeah. See, see how you said the uh. You're like, yeah. What the, else? Uh, what else, I, what I else you purpose. do downtown Cleveland? Did, you're, not, you're not. You're not gonna watch the Cavs game no more. Nah. What else are you gonna do downtown Cleveland? I mean, unless they get nah. R.J. Barrett. If they get nah. R.J. Barrett, then you maybe I'll be down. I guess. Yeah, I'll pass Baker on that Mayfield. Too. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, we know they're firing I watch coaches. Baker. Yeah, I watch Baker. They're firing coaches there. We'll, we'll get into that in a second. See what the, those what memes in real time? Do we have to? Yeah. <laughs> we don't. <laughs> we, we don't. So you like Charlotte a little bit better than New York City. And here, let me say this, because Deontay said I this. I think Kemba Walker does, too. Um, the time, Deontay, when you and I met, that was actually my first time in Charlotte. That time I was down there. And I like Charlotte. Charlotte's a dope city. Haven't been there yeah. yet. Yeah, I my like My brother nah. was actually born in North Carolina. Though. I, I like Charlotte. Much. I think it's a dope city. Um, I think it's the second fastest growing city in the country behind Austin, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I like this. I like it's a good it's city. Interesting. If you too. you're from Chi Town, so you're also from a big city. But yeah, I I always say I understand people who are from smaller cities who come to New York and they're like, "Yo, this is too fast for me. This is too much for me." Oh yeah, um, I'm not saying that you were saying that. I don't know if New York you... is fast to me. Well, I've heard that from. But you you're from a big city where I've... there's energy. To New you. York is see... slow to me. Slow. Really? Really? I've heard fast, I mean, but the person was from I'm San Diego. I'm waiting on the train. I'm walking behind people all day. <laughs> New York does not feel fast to me. There's a lot of people. Well, you know what? I will say this. In Chicago, this. you get in your car and go where you got to go. You, you can't do that. Like You can't do that. Well, well, no, you can't. Like that. That's the thing. You can't drive here. New York is slow. You can, but it's... Commuter, commuting-wise, New York is I slow. I get what you're saying. No, yeah. I get what you're saying. I, I, I feel you what you're Do you feel, Dexter, do you feel like New York has gotten slower than it used to be? Because of the transplant of uh, gentrification that has uh, overtaken the city. Um, <laughs> you know what? Now I think about something like that. When you're in certain parts, like Harlem, I do notice that when I'm walking and, around, I'm more pissed off because people are in front yeah, of me. To Deontay's point, <laughs> you know what? Now I'm thinking about what you're saying and Deontay's saying, and I'm like, man, th- yo, there are sometimes I'm walking and people are just, yo, you could tell they're not, they don't walk like they're from here, yeah. so they don't move with that 
energy. Like they don't know when, when you used to. when you're slow, you got to be on the outside, yeah, not in the like, middle. And as a, New Yorker, like, as a New Yorker, that annoys me. New Yorkers say this every time I talk to them about the walking thing. Oh. All right, all right, let's hear this. But oh, it's hard to know. Like I, I run into this so much. There has to be some, some like actual New Yorkers who also don't know these rules. The rules of, wa- of, the rules of, of walking? The, yeah, the if ones you're so slow be on the, If you're slow, be on the outside, okay. and if you're fa- in a hurry, be in the middle. That rule? Y- yeah. So, you're, 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 I, I so I take like it, I t- as, a, as a Chicago head, you're also annoyed by some of the slow walkers on the streets. Oh, we walk fast, Chicago. Okay, yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> we All walk good. in front yeah. of cars, everything. <laughs> yeah, I mean. The cabs there actually stop, though. Out here, the cabs will hit you. Nah, they'll hit you. <laughs> yeah. they'll in Chicago, the cabs actually stop. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Out here, these cabs trying to get this yeah, money. They ain't giving yeah, they'll the damn at all. Yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll definitely hit you. We are into the NBA season. NBA season started. You being an editor, you've got all these writers pumping out these, you know, these stories for you. All this great content. What's been the most interesting thing for you this season? It Maybe shocking. Um, I, obviously, everybody's watching the Lakers every game. I don't know if you're like me, trying to stay up late and watch these games on league pass. Um, what's been the most interesting thing for you this early on this NBA season? I don't think it's L.A. because I I kind of assume there would be some drama there. Wherever LeBron goes, there's going to be some drama just because. And, it, and it, it might not even really be his doing, but there are just so many reporters who follow him. Like, they literally move from city to city to follow him. Yo, for real. So <laughs> Dave McMenamin. Yeah. He, Brian Winhorse. They all do. Well, I don't think Winhorse moved to L.A. Yeah, but, he didn't. Uh, but the stories, nah, yeah. the stories are going to follow him. So just because – you know, you have that those transplants, there are going to be more stories coming out of L.A. I think I'm more interested in just watching the Warriors be engaged. Uh, <laughs> just because, like, last 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 uh, last year it was all yep. about them, like, kind of, give like, throwing away the regular season and not really caring. And mm-hmm. this year, seeing them, you know, be energized, even after winning the finals last year and seeing them really, like, like go at people and you know KD scoring forty, Steph scoring fifty, Clay scoring fifty. Like seeing them really try to you know just like kill people early this early in the year and not really like you know like tiptoe around it. Uh, it that's been that's been the most fun to me. But I, you know the other thing people are definitely gonna watch for is Kevin Durant's uh, pending free agency. Yeah, I, I feel like we can't even enjoy the regular <laughs> season now because everybody starts talking about yo, what's gonna happen yo, next season. I so, so I do. I know I'm with you. I do. But I feel yeah. like people just. But I'm, focus way too I'm much. with it though. If players want to go from team to team, like that's what free agency is for. I mean, before free agency, teams basically owned players and paid them what they wanted to pay right, them, and you know what I mean. So I'm all for a player who wants to go somewhere else and you know get the highest dollar. I agree. I just don't want to hear about hypotheticals all season long. Yeah, I mean, I'm also not. I'm, I also want to say this because you mentioned Golden State uh, not being engaged. So I was at uh, when the Nets played Golden State, and that was actually a good game before Golden State went and did what they did to the Bulls. Uh, the very next night, but but okay. <laughs> that hurt, that hurt Deontay. So, yeah, but <laughs> we are we are testing. But yo, man, I I I'm just gonna say this: I am not ready for the Nets to be good yet because I was at that game and everybody was covering that team, and I was like, bruh, I am not ready for this. Well, the Warriors in town. We always, you always. <laughs> yeah, that's what, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I am not. If they get good. And being them, being that they're in the New York market, I was like, bruh. But Golden yeah. State, Golden State, that game, it was weird because they struggled that game. I don't feel like the Nets and the Bulls are that far apart. And then it's ninety-two to fifty at halftime the next night. Yeah, and the Nets lost to the Knicks. 
So, I mean, you could do with that what you will. Yeah. And he, look, I'll, I'll <laughs> to your that. New York Knicks. Frank Nielakeen had a nice game. Well, they could have showed up in Chicago pissed off that they had a close game with the Nets, and then they took all of it on, on the Bulls. So what happened to Brooklyn then? <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> no, I'm saying. No, but I'm saying you want to explain Brooklyn's end of that? It's like, oh, we we, we had a good one with Golden State. We're good. <laughs> oh, then, they, oh, oh, then I how did they lose to the Knicks? Oh, yeah. I can't explain all that. No, so, no. I find it interesting that, that you also find um, – the Warriors, like, you know, as the most intriguing thing. And and I do think they're definitely playing more engaged um, this season. When you look back at last season, you, we know this run that they've been on has been so great, and obviously it's exhausting. They're playing all these games. Why do you think they were so not engaged last season, but this season it seems like they're really going for coming at people's necks right now? I think the year before when they had the 24-0 and run mm-hmm. and they, they felt like they had to push it every night and they couldn't, you know, sit people because they wanted to get that record – I think that might have actually led to a little bit of wear and tear. Hmm. Um, and there might have also been like that Kevin Durant factor, like, oh, we have KD, we don't have to play as hard a little bit. Uh, yeah, and I okay. think those those two things might have combined to sort of like they probably thought they could check out a little bit more. And then once, you know, you have the Rockets push you to that, that seven-game series, you know, you might want to you know take things a little bit more seriously. The next year, mm, Rockets Rockets could have woke them up. Do you think there's anybody that could beat them, Deontay, this year, this year? No, I don't see it. You don't you don't see it. Yeah, I, Howard mm-hmm. Beck said the same thing. We had him up here. No, he didn't, it was, didn't see it. I mean, like the the Celtics storyline was cool, and then they started playing basketball games. So like, <laughs> it's not that's not saying they're bad. No, I guess like saying. yeah, they when you have a team with this this many like personalities, and everybody's used to being the man, and they really mm-hmm. haven't played together yet. You know, you they, it's gonna take some time. The words already, you know, well old, well old machine. So, I was sorry. I just want to say about the Celtics right there. Speaking of that, I think obviously you know because you did a roundtable with uh, the crossover and everything. A lot of people at the Celtics went in the East, um, and mm-hmm. all these publications. Oh, you our, saw this. our whole list was words for Celtics. Was words for Celtics? Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, do you think people? I, I know it's very early. We're only seven ish games in the season. Do you think people maybe jumped the gun or didn't? Factoring what you said about the Celtics, where it's going to take them some time to mesh, because now you look at them. Milwaukee's played really good. Toronto's looked pretty good. Have Toronto. people have people jumped the gun on the Celtics? Would you say that, or is that we need to still give that some time? I think people maybe didn't weigh the Kawhi factor as heavily yep. as they should have. Yep. Um, I, I, I'm sure all of our guys thought about the fact that it would take them some time, and, and like weighed the fact that they had 82 games to figure it out before the playoffs start. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think that Kawhi has just like just been a monster to start the season, mm-hmm. and at that time when we, we were doing this, we never seen him play before. We were hearing stuff that he didn't he didn't even want to be in Toronto. Um, we didn't know how injured he was, so yeah. um, there were just so many questions around him that you really couldn't lock into like picking Toronto for anything really. Yeah, what well, do you guys yeah. think about what Charles Barkley said in terms of? Because uh, I thought he actually, I mean, say what you will about him, but. I thought that he actually made a good point when he said that one of the issues with Boston is that a lot of their guys need the ball to score. Where, you know, some other teams, it's probably not the case where you have guys that can catch and shoot more. With the exception of Al Horford, pretty much all their, I guess, star players, if you want to say that. I don't think Gordon does. You don't think Gordon does? Gordon didn't even play on the ball in Utah Utah. when when Mm -hmm. he was like, he was the guy. He creates his own offense a lot, though. He can. He can. But I don't think he needs to. But he came off screens a lot. and There was a lot of coming off screens, catching and attacking or catching and shooting. And, I mean, he can do that a lot. I think he's just physically not where he needs to be yet. Mm. Uh, Because his game was so based on movement, he has to sort of, like, work his way back into shape 
the basketball shape at least. You and know? and trusting, you know, trusting right, his trusting muscles, his body, trusting yeah. his body. That's the hardest thing. Come back from injury. I'm not going to be too surprised if but Toronto I, beats them. I do think Kyrie and Tatum both need it, and Agreed. Terry too. Yes, that was the other guy I was going to say. Terry, yeah. And we also have to factor in Terry needs. You know, he he wants to prove out. He's playing for. He's in contract here. So he's 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 looking he's looking to get paid. He knows he can he believes he can play a starter. I won't say that he believes he can be a starter. Mm. Um, and it'll be interesting to see what the Celtics if they do anything with him if they trade him. Um, and if Kyrie Irving could play more than sixty games. Yeah, there's a, there are question marks when you think about it with that's the Celtics. What, yeah, like that that then I'm not even saying that to try to be funny, but that's no, a that's, le- that's a legitimate concern for me. That's it's every like, year with Kyrie Irving with. Excuse me. With Kyrie Irving, with some other of these star players in the league, I had Jimmy this with Butler. Sir, I had this with Jimmy yep. Butler. I had this with Anthony Davis. I had this with Anthony Davis before last year. He was right. able he to. Played, he played got the through a whole season. Yeah. So I was like, now let's see if he's able to do that. Do it I had that with even Karis LeVert coming out of college, and you know, yeah. aside yeah. from that four point game against the Knicks, he's been an all star level player so far. Yeah. So. Jimmy Butler, you mentioned him. Oh. <laughs> my boy um, Jimmy. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah Jay, I love Jimmy. What? What? Do okay. You, good. You. You. Okay. First of all, let me take that because you grew up a Bulls fan. Because he punked the Timberwolves. Um, <laughs> and I guess some people are anti how he's gone about things. You know, when you saw the whole report from Woj and um, the sit down interview with Rachel Nichols, and he tossed her. Oh yeah, that was the setup right there. Oh yeah. Yeah, right? she was already there. Remember well, she that? actually explained. I think it was on Zach Lowe's podcast. Not how jump? it all came. It was no, on the jump. Oh. it wasn't on the jump. It was on his podcast. I'll listen to it. How it all came about, and it's because she was trying to get an interview with him before, and he's like, basically, he's like, "Nah, wait, this wasn't the time." But of course, when the time arose, like, he hit up Rachel like, Yo, c- "Come through and let's do this interview." So yeah, I agree yeah. with you. So it was, come through from she, New York. <laughs> no, she no, she was in L.A. Because she's that's the, the La- jump. That's a long okay. flight. Okay, come through from LA to Minnesota. He, he, yeah, okay. She, and she, she came had, through. She it had to. She okay. had to known. She had to know at least the day before. But he the day of her. the practice, bro. She's in Minnesota. No, she's the, she's there the day after. I believe that's what she said. He was she like, "Yo, that. yo, that, I, I'm doing it today, so you're gonna want to come through." Okay, <laughs> so maybe maybe we got the report the day after it happened. Mm-hmm. Okay, yep. but, 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 at least that's at least from the way I had heard it. That's what that's what it sounded like. But Either way, he gave her the heads up. That's what I'm saying. And he gave Minnesota the heads up, and nobody checked him. That's another thing about this too. Is how, nobody... yeah, how much how much stake do we really put in like killing people in practice though? What do you mean by that? It's stake in terms of the whole story was like, oh, Jimmy Butler just like took over practice and right. How much stake do we put in somebody killing practice? There are a lot of dudes who are practice players who cannot play in a game. So, well, like, do I, I really care that he killed a practice? Well, well I, was, no, I, I was gonna, I was actually gonna ask you that. Like, do you do you care about what? Because there's been it's, whole, this whole thing that's been brought up, right? Like, is this just Jimmy's leadership style good? Do you like what he did at that practice? At least what was reported. Do you think right. that's good? Do you think it's detrimental to the team? What do you think about it? Right. I, like, so obviously yeah. the most interesting part about that is him being like demonstrative and saying certain things to yeah. uh, the <laughs> owner and the GM and Tibbs and right. whoever. Right. That's probably not the example you want to set on a young team with, you know, Towns and Wiggins and guys who are still trying to learn their way. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they already got their money, so they don't really have to worry about it. But had they not, they would have thought that, OK, if, if somebody doesn't pay me when I want to be paid or offer what I want to offer, this is how you handle it. Or That's you know? a good point. Hmm, do you believe that they're – well, not them. Uh, do you believe that Jimmy – because this is a theory that's also been thrown out there, that Jimmy Butler's jealous of both of them because they got their money? And that's where this all stems from because he hasn't got his yet. 
I think he's smart enough to know that he's in a different place. Like when you're 31 and trying to get uh, a five-year max or a four-year max is completely different than when you're Towns and you're 23, 24. You know what I mean? Um, if he felt a way, it would probably be about Wiggins. And, you know, mm. this is a guy who Jimmy prides himself on playing hard and playing defense. And Wiggins yep. is a guy where people criticize him for just like acting like defense doesn't exist half the game, right? <laughs> and he's super athletic, but he likes to, you know, shoot fadeaways and pull up threes. Yep. Um, so a if he took any teams. issue, I think it would be with Wiggins. I can't believe they're still on the same team. So you're so, <laughs> so you're of the mind you're of the mindset, Deontay, that like, hey, this is not the best way necessarily he could have gone about this. We shouldn't maybe people are making too much big of a deal about what Jimmy Butler did in, in this particular practice. As a Bulls fan, <laughs> I grew up thinking that it was cool that Michael Jordan would like punk people in practice. You know, like mm-hmm. like Steve Kerr. Will Purdue was not Will Purdue; he was Will Vanderbilt because <laughs> Jordan said that he wasn't tough enough to be named after a Big Ten school. Yeah, we heard stories about <laughs> Jordan punching Steve Kerr in practice. Like we thought all this stuff was cool, probably to the point where like I'm mean to people when I play basketball. Like, <laughs> I never, I never, like, yell at people or, any like, my voice is super monotone. But then when I play basketball, it goes you way like up here. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Do you still so play? I think, I think some of that has – I still play in leagues out here. But, yeah, it's, you know, old legs, man. Is that old legs. <laughs> I know. Dex, I, what do you think about this whole Jimmy Butler thing? Well, Carl Anthony Towns is shooting 42% for the season. I just want to put that out there. I feel like to some degree there's been the, – the punking of Carl Anthony Towns may have had an effect. I can't say definitively, it may. Here's what, look, you play ball, you know this. Let me ask you a question straight up. If so, if and I'm taller than you, but if you get Both the ball on and you get the ball, I get the ball on you, you're guarding me in the post. And you say to me, he ain't gonna do nothing with that. Yo, I got I can't do I can't pass the ball back out. I can't pass the ball back out. <laughs> you can't do that. Where where I'm from, you gotta get off the court if you do that. You got you. You got to get off the court, Bruh. Bruh. It depends. If a devil team comes, you should pass so, the ball. So, okay, so, let, let me let me let me let's clarify this. If it's just one on one, then just one on one. One on one. Then you should, then you're supposed to you know. Thank you. Put your your best move together. Yeah. Let me ask you both then. What do you guys think of that? Because we we haven't talked about this Dex that much either. But like Deontay Dex, what do you guys think about that in terms of where the game? is has gone where for example clay thompson is shooting 24 threes in a game and post play is almost non-existent i was shocked when the nets were playing the pelicans and i was watching and ronde hollis jefferson actually had a post-up possession i think it was the only one i saw the entire game and anthony davis was playing Look, that game i mean i don't know how deontay feels about it for me i'm just i'm a person that's like things evolve it, it it's it's what happens. Look, do I love? Did I love basketball in the nineties when I was growing up Washington? Absolutely, I love those Knicks Bulls wars. Even y'all got us most of the time. Um, <laughs> I, I love the physicality of it, and the game isn't that anymore. I like post play, but I do like you know we had the ISO kind of era of the early two thousands and mid two thousands, and I like the ball movement. I, I think the, you get to see a lot of that. It's a lot of movement. I like the position as basketball. I like that there's more guys that are skilled more than ever, different heights and sizes. Yeah. Um, I don't have a problem with it. It doesn't bother me. It it, it doesn't really bother me. Um, maybe you're seeing le- maybe we're seeing not as many good defensive teams. Maybe that part of it bothers me. Mm. But in terms of the actual flowing of the game, that doesn't bother me. What do you think? Well, I mean, I can't be mad at it because it was uh, sort of like an organic evolution. Mm. Like 
nobody went to young players and said, stop being a center. Like, all right. these seven-foot dudes just started getting run off the court because people were playing faster, and they just couldn't, you know, keep them on, on, the, on the court with, like, a Warriors team. Hmm. If you're playing against the death lineup and you have a slow-footed center, they're going to run you to death and score on, in transition every time. So, I mean, you can't be mad at it when it's just, like, the, the style of play just made a certain position obsolete. So, and yeah. even when there were, like, more big guys, I remember every year, All-Star, they would be struggling to find centers before they took the position <laughs> off. Word. They would just throw dudes in there. Jamal McGlure, you're, you're an All-Star. McGlure. You know what I mean? <laughs> For real. You, like, no, you're right. Y'all make every year. And you look back and you're like. <laughs> and that was just, he had a whole country. Whole country right. <laughs> but, like, Jamal, you're like, damn, Jamal McGlure was an All-Star? You're right. He was. He, was. he yeah. really was. And it's like. He averaged, like, 13 points and he was All-Star. <laughs> right. I, I remember feeling some kind of way when they changed that at first. Cause I was like, oh, damn, like, I kind of like that you got voted in by centers. But, like. But now, now I got used to it, and I think about that point. I'm like, no, it's good. Like, I want to see the best players out there regardless of position. Like, All-Star game is going to be trash anyway. <laughs> yeah. You talk about this year or just going forward? I mean, the actual game is just generally, yeah. like, it's usually yeah. trash. But that's what, yeah. but, but you know what? We're seeing more regular season games that sort of are played the same way. Like, like I know the In games terms of the games of oh just the amount of threes that we're seeing just the amount of you know not really going inside and things like that like I agree you know the organic evolution it is what it is but sometimes I'm watching basketball now and I'm like yo this is way too many three pointers and I want to see guys like Patrick Beverly and Avery Bradley have their impact on the game and be able to defend without every single rule dictating that they have to defend somebody a certain way. They got to make it through those screens. It sucks. It's like... I mean, I'll kind of look at it that way, too. See, my thing is not about... It's tough, though. It is. My thing is not... I know where a screen is not easy. It's not easy. It's not. I asked D'Angelo Russell about that with Stephen Curry the other day, and he was talking about how, yo, like, guarding him is basically impossible. You got to fight through three screens. He's starting out on the baseline. He's coming around yeah. three screens to get the ball in the, yeah. on, at the top of the three, game. Three and two of them are moving screens. Yeah. No, I, I, <laughs> my, my thing, and I'll, I, I'll ask you this too, because one of the things, you know, Steph Curry's kind of, if you want to use the word, re, he's revolutionized the part of the yeah. game in a three-point shot, Bradley right? Bill agrees. Right? Yeah, and, <laughs> yeah he does. <laughs> my concern going forward is, you know, I was wondering how much he impacts a generation of basketball players where, oh boy. you know, when we were probably coming up and we're playing ball, we're playing with our teams, we're going to the court, you weren't shooting maybe as many threes, but now you got kids who are just, you know, jacking up threes. Everybody wants to be the next Steph Curry, and I wonder what that impact has on the next generation of basketball players because everybody can't be Steph Curry. Right. Everybody can't they you know, necessarily shoot the ball as well. We even trying to put people, not we, people were trying to put Trey Young into that category. You saw that coming out of OU. Um, do you think there's going to be any uh, positive or negative the amount of threes that we're seeing or the way Steph Curry shot the ball on like the next generation of basketball players? I mean, young players are going to mirror what they see on a daily yeah. basis. So they're definitely going to shoot more threes, but I think it, it just makes sense with where the game is going. Um, I assume that the cream will still rise to the, rise to the top. Like if you're athletic and you're bigger, if you're athletic and you're taller, bigger, stronger than everybody you're playing against, you'll probably just look at them and be like, "All right, I should just go past all these people." Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's true. I mean, that'll still be that'll still exist. There'll just be some kid who's like, you know, shorter, slower, not as strong, who will be outside shooting all the threes. I, I always, I'm always curious, and I know we got a break. I'm always yeah. curious about what the next evolution is. Because we I mean, we talked about that with newspapers before, and I don't even know if there's any coming back from that. But with basketball, you know, you see 
you go from the ISO era, like you mentioned. Now you have all this ball movement, three point shooting. I mean, is are we gonna are we ever gonna see like a rise in defense again? Are we ever gonna see maybe the return of post play, but in a different way? I think so. I'm not what Deontay thinks, but I think so. I think it, things things are always changing. People got to remember in the in the 70s, the scores were high. It was a very you know flowing game. There were a lot of high scoring games. It happens. You know, things have their moments. I think people get too stuck in the. This is how it should be here. This is how it should be there. Things change, man. Like I don't remember the seventies. I'm not. I don't, I don't remember it either. I just, you know, I'm a, as a fan. I mean, of the I, game, know, I know, I know, I know my stuff. history. But, I know my history. You know, my family I'll, looking. I wasn't outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's up, listeners and supporters of the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast? We need some help from you, and it won't take up too much of your time. As we grow, we always want to hear your feedback, so take a minute or two to fill out a short anonymous survey. The survey link is right in the episode notes for this podcast. It's easy and takes less than five minutes. As always, we thank you for your continued support. Talking basketball, a lot of great stuff, but before we get to that, we got to you know pick our number, uh, athlete number for this yes. episode, and... Uh, I don't know what Deontay, how Deontay's going to feel about this because 48 is not a great number. I texted you uh, a couple days ago, and I warned you. I was like, I literally said, I'm warning you, 48 is terrible. But I know exactly bad. where we're going to go. All right. So for, All right. Those, for those of you who don't know, that's going to be the artwork or whatever. So uh, you already know about that. Deontay could, you know, have his vote on this. And one of the 48 players is Nazar Muhammad, Chicago Connection, did play for the Bulls for three seasons. Yes. Um, but Deontay did not even remember his number at all whatsoever. And I he's did. from Chicago. I, I would I play for the Bulls, but I, I, didn't did know, I didn't know what number he wore. No. Yeah. And he pushed LeBron. Yeah. So that see, I remember. You like that because it involves violence. You love that. <laughs> <laughs> so you like that. That's a running joke on the um, show, too. Pablo, speaking of violence, speaking of violence, it's UFC week. I just want to throw that out there. Do you like the UFC? No, nah, I'm not really into it. You're you watch not, boxing? Into- you watch any combat sports? I, I've watched some boxing. I hated that Connor fight. <laughs> I didn't couldn't. watch Wait, that. Connor, you're talking wa- about Connor when he fought Mayweather? Mayweather, Mayweather yeah. I didn't watch that. Did I you actually pay for it? No, no, no. I watched it, but it was it was just, that was terrible. I didn't watch that. And I'm like, a you know, I'm a super, su- I cover yeah. boxing, I cover MMA also along with basketball. I didn't watch it either. Boy, just let him hang I'm around. A, I'm a super boxing fan, but I didn't watch that. We were talk- We watched Miguel Cotto that night. Yeah, we did. I yeah. couldn't. Yeah, I couldn't. Sorry you had to watch that. So, <laughs> it's like, it's but like, you didn't have to pay it was for it. A, so it was so a good. pop culture. Like, it was a, it was a thing. Yeah. Right. I, I saw, I saw it after the fact, but, you know. Yeah, like, I, knew the, I knew the kid do that. So we have Nazi Muhammad, as we mentioned, 18-year NBA career who we just learned, uh, that we just learned, that I just learned at least. Pablo Sandoval. Who I think was nicknamed the Big Panda. Yep, I know that name. You yeah, know, yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like my little baseball watching another. Tory Hunter, great, Le- legendary Twins outfielder. Might have to get rid of Nazi. Yeah, ah, so you had not, you had Nazi, Nazi up to that. Well, I have this next person. I think you have this next person. Yeah. I'll be shocked if you don't have this next. Except person. I am a Tory Hunter fan. So, so am I, but I, but uh, but I interviewed Tory before. He was really, cool really, yeah. when yeah. he's playing Anaheim. When he's playing Anaheim. Oh, yeah. Nice. Okay. Okay. And we have another baseball player, Jacob DeGrom. We're Mets fans. So we like <laughs> See, you, I I'm saw like, your face. You were like, yo, I'm not feeling it like that. I'm not I'm not <laughs> replacing him with – I'm not replacing Tori with him. Nah. So you got nah, Tori Hunter. Mm. See, it's going to be tough for me because I like Jacob DeGrom now, but Tori obviously had a He might win career. the Cy Young. Listen, man, you're a Mets fan. You don't yeah. know how much, you don't know how much remember, better man, he's going to get. That many, not that many great black uh, baseball players nowadays. Mm. Hey, see, I, see, see, he just, he played the black card, and I got to represent on that. 
I might have to. <laughs> wow. I might have First to time tell. I played the black card. I might. I might have to tell Matt to uh, to do both. Uh, you can do both. <laughs> it has to be one. I think we did two before. Did we? I think we did. All right. You, your vote is for Tory Hunter. Yeah, my vote is for Tory Hunter. Can All you right. have two votes? No, it's one vote per person. <laughs> I'm actually going to go with Tory Hunter, man. He's a Hall of Famer. He's got to be up there. I'm yeah. going with He's the only Chicago. Hall of Famer that we've mentioned here. Jeff, who are you voting for? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Got to go Tory Hunter. All right, we're going, we're, we're going with Tory Hunter. Yeah, you didn't even think it was going to go down like that. Uh, uh Kind of. Okay. I had an I had an I had a feeling you'd be a Tory Hunter fan and I'm not I'm not going, you know, black dude rooting for black dude there, even though that's probably what you did. But still <laughs> Not really. I, I do that. Like I Tory do that. Hunter. I do I that. He's a nice guy. Nazi yeah. Muhammad's black too. Yeah. We didn't go with him. Yeah, but uh, come on. Tory Hunter's way better at no, baseball no. than Nazi Muhammad if is any, at basketball. If anything you wanted to be super biased, you could just, Deontay could be like, been, I'm going with, with he's black, team, he's from yeah. Chicago, he played for my Bulls. He had all the reason yeah. to be biased there. He, he also like, nah. didn't know it was, was 48. I was objective. <laughs> I didn't know Tory was 48 either. You know what? The, I'll be objective. We'll vote for Tory Hunter because uh, I was also a Tory Hunter fan before. Good. We all like so. Tory Hunter. He deserves some respect here. Yeah. Uh, back to some quick NBA before we let you get out of here, Deontay. Um... You look at the the Western Conference, everything that's going on with Lakers. What have you thought of the Lakers? I know they get all the attention. Everybody's talking about them. You mm-hmm. probably are annoyed about all the content you got to produce on them. What do you think about their team and what they've looked like so far this season? Um, I think they have a few too many ball handlers. Uh, they they should have played in the offseason a little bit better because LeBron is obviously a point guard. I don't know if you need Lance and mm-hmm. Rondo. Uh, I mean, it is entertaining, though. I mean, it is, but, like, having Rondo and LeBron on the court, it it makes Rondo obsolete. Like, he'll dribble the ball up, get to half court, and then just give the ball to LeBron and go to the corner. corner. That's true. Which is not where you want Rondo. He's not not useful out there. Um, They got to get shooters at some point. I'm surprised that Beasley hasn't played at all. Mm. He he was – I mean, I know the Knicks weren't, like, great last year, but (laughs) – he looked pretty good, and he got decent numbers out there. He hasn't even really touched the ball and sniffed sniffed the floor at yeah. all. So, like, I don't know. I think yeah. it's the defense because defensively he's, yeah. But they're they're playing terrible defense I, already. I agreed. agreed. Um, so yeah, they. <laughs> so it's like, why not? They're put not. Them out there? Yeah, yeah, they're not guarding anybody. Um, so I don't I don't know what that situation is exactly. I, I really like Josh Hart. Um, mm-hmm. He needs to start. I've kind of been I, saying I, that. I, I think he I think he is. I think they moved They him started in. him the last two games. Yeah, yeah. The last two games. I think yeah. he is now. Uh just because uh KCP been awful. He's a shooter who can't shoot. Like he's supposed to be three and D. <laughs> right. But there's no three. There's no three. Right. Can't and the Lakers aren't playing defense anyway, so it's yep. like okay, what's the point? Like That's... you need to start building on this player that is gonna be he's he's producing way more than what like what they expected. Who? Especially yep. at this point. Who else are shooters that can't shoot? Shooters that can't shoot. Yeah, I kind of oh, like. There's a lot of three and D dudes who don't really have three. <laughs> no, really yeah. yeah, I'm trying to think about another three and D dude who's supposed to be that, but don't they try really to apply it to everybody. Who? Courtney Lee. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I he shot the he, ball well. He last was year. good. He was very good last year from three. I mean, Danny Green. That happened to Danny Green last year. Oh, yeah, although he's shooting the ball well this year. Yeah, but last yeah. year. Yeah. I but he did come out and say that he had an injury situation too. Yes, so. Yeah. 
So, who, yeah. had, who was the third? Oh, well, the Nets with Quincy AC last year. Yeah. Yeah. So, do you, so do you, he's not really a three-point shooter. That's shooter. But, he's but a big man in college. They were trying. That now, was trying to shoot the three. They were, they were yeah. trying. Well, everybody's trying. Yeah. Yo, trying yo, to stay in the league. Speaking of. Sure. And that didn't happen because he's out of the yeah, league. Yeah, he's on the fringe. He was on the fringe with, before. Yeah. Yo, but yo, yo, you know what's funny? Because I just remember this. So, Because um, he was the Nets' like power forward last year, basically starter. And... Uh, people were getting at Jared Dudley because the Nets are starting him at power forward when they're not starting Rondé Hollis Jefferson, who was injured for a while. He came back, whatever. So Jared Dudley responded to a fan calling him out, and he was like, oh, do you guys really want what you had last year? <laughs> I was like, whoa. Like, so one of the Nets fans that I know, um, he said, what did he say? He said, don't threaten us with Quincy Ace. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bad threat nobody wants. So do you think the Lakers, because we had some talk about, or I've heard talk, about the Lakers not making the playoffs, oh, um, I, could, I could totally see them missing it. You really? totally see them, and would that be in your? If eyes? they make it, they're gonna be a seven or eight. Okay, okay. even yeah. with even with, but are are you taking into account that with LeBron being there, they're probably gonna be some sort of moves at the trade deadline where they oh, might yeah, they might probably even, change they might change their entire team, but they might get Kyle Korver back. Well, LeBron might get Kyle Korver back. So. I don't see them moving the young guys that they have, and the guys that they picked up this summer are immovable. immovable. Right, like you can't trade. Maybe you could trade Javale, but then you don't have a center at no. all. He's, he's actually he, not, he's, he's actually, actually not playing bad. well. He's That's playing what I'm well. saying. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting well, I'm fantasy saying, points from him. I'm saying maybe you can trade him because he's he's the one guy who's actually playing well. But mm. then you have zero centers, yeah. so right. you completely give up on defense then because he's actually been trying on defense. I think he works with what I think he works if you can get some. I've actually shooters. been really surprised. I've been really impressed with him. Yeah, he's, he's been he's trying been on defense. He's what he's averaging like sixteen and seven, something like that. I just check yeah. his numbers. Yeah, he can't I think play he... like crazy minutes just mm-hmm. just because he's getting gassed because of how fast they play. Mm-hmm. But right. uh, he's been solid. I think his production is sustainable, though. But, but you also can't trade Lance. You can't trade Rondo mm-hmm. to anybody. You can't trade Beasley. So, like, this is probably That's what true. they have until 2019. And Lakers then, Nation doesn't want to hear that. Yeah, yeah but yeah, you know but they'll be all right because they're getting Anthony Davis, so. He thinks that's happening. <laughs> well, that's gonna be a trade. So, and then they'd have, have to have give to... up some of those young guys. If oh if, yeah, if, LeBron sure don't care would. about draft picks. Is there, <laughs> is there are there any teams you like in the West that you think could reasonably, if possible, whatever that is, challenge the Warriors? Dexter says Utah. I mean, I guess it would be either like U- no. Utah or <laughs> right. yeah, basically. I guess, I guess it would be Utah or Houston or the Carmelo uh, Anthony led Houston Rockets. Yeah, not they, not led. They have some led. Things, they have some things to figure <laughs> out. But uh, I mean, outside of Houston, which I think still can challenge them, but they're not going to win yeah. a series. They can mm-hmm. push them to six six games probably. Um, Maybe. But Utah has that that defense, and they they slow the game down, so the Warriors aren't really getting up the same amount of shots against them as they would in any other game. So, um, just like their style of play, I think gives them a chance. What yeah. about what what about the Lakers versus? Well, this is very early, but what about the Lakers versus Golden State in the seven game series? Do you think that they can, if they figure it out? Do you think they can? I give think them they problems? win like one game because they have LeBron, maybe. Mm. They probably so this is similar. I mean, it's similar to Cleveland. Okay, like, I agree with that. You see what that team looks like when he leaves. Like if you if you take him off the Lakers, they look they have the same record as that team. But you I think I mean? because or, maybe because Brandon Ingram's been suspended the last few games, and we still have to see that sort of yeah 
you know, progress some more. I feel like that's something that we're leaving out because I think Brandon Ingram's probably going to put up a serious, you know, I, like. I wasn't leaving him out of my equation when I gave him one win, though. Okay. Yeah, I was I was counting him. Still okay. Counting him. <laughs> I, I, I'm, still, I'm still with Deontay. I don't see him winning more than a game if they played the Warriors. I don't even think it would be that tough. I mean, they could end up. I mean, that 1-8, one, one they could end up winning. Are y'all tired of the Warriors? I'm, nah, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm nah, taking that nah, as a yes. I would say no. No, <laughs> I was, no. I was, I was actually – I was just going to defer to Deontay on that because I feel like, you know um, – People like yourself who, you know, they're writing and they're, co- they're covering this consistently. I think it's inter- it more interesting for the people who are covering it. And just whether I'm covering sports or just mm. a fan of it, I'm not really. I, I mean, people try to act like they don't like great teams existing, but they do. Like, people do like, look. They love I'll, it in college. I'll, I'll, I'll say this. <laughs> Every decade you have a team that does this. Right. Yeah. L- l- growing, growing up and being a Knicks fan and those battles <laughs> with the Bulls and bringing this back up again. And the Bulls were, were great. I never would have admitted that at 11, 12 years old. I was hating. I cursed the Bulls, everything bad. But it was good to have that team that you wanted to, like, beat, to get over the top, that you wanted to, to, to beat, to push you to that. And it was, some, it was something exciting about it. People will say the league isn't exciting. Yo, they're lying. I don't believe them. I don't believe them. You, how many people were tuned into watching the Rockets play the Warriors game seven last year? Everybody was in it because you wanted to see which, if they could get knocked off. Which I still think Houston would have won had Chris Paul not Maybe. mess up his hamstring at the end. Maybe. That's debatable, obviously, but I think there's some. Well, they would have had a better chance for sure, yeah. Better yeah. chance for sure. I are, thought. Are you all, you know, you don't sound like you're over the Warriors because you just said you were intrigued by their start this season and how they're coming to right. I yeah. think I think them adding Kevin Durant made them impossible to beat, but it also added, like, a, a new narrative and, like, a new wrinkle that made them more interesting. It's not, like, the same guys over and over and over. Like, mm. they have to change the way that they play to accommodate him, and he had to change the way that he played to fit into that team. So I think that made them more interesting to me. Um, but in terms of, like, being being tired of them winning, yeah. uh, I mean, like, this happens – this has been happening in basketball since the 60s, and you're like – it was the the Celtics, the Lakers, the Celtics. Like it's it's been this same cycle. You know, the the Bulls had it, then the Lakers had it, and the Lakers and Celtics again in the two thousands. Like you've had specific teams go at it back and forth, trading titles for the last what sixty seventy years. So I mean, this isn't really new. like a new thing. No. Yeah, yeah, but I'm, you but you know people wanna people wanna say oh there's no parody in basketball so I'm not gonna watch it. Yeah, Warriors <laughs> Cavs was what you know all those other series were. Sure, and yeah. I I find the league as interesting as ever. You know, even if people wanna say oh the East is the East, the East is top heavy. I think we can all agree on that. But yeah, three are, teams. Yeah, but, but the team but, but the team that has the best chance of knocking off Golden State is probably in the East. Out of all the other teams in the I league, I still want to wait and see through? how all those teams are defensively. But maybe it could be Toronto. I, I, I it would could be Boston. I would take Boston and Toronto over Houston. But there's, probably there's tons of watching Giannis every night is intriguing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm, see, I always laugh when people say Giannis. Giannis, sorry, Giannis. Giannis. That's how it's spelled. Well, yeah, yeah, but I'm not supposed <laughs> yeah. to say it like that. Phonetically, <laughs> phonetically. Right? But uh, what about Philly? Also, yeah, Philly's if they interesting. Can... Um, Seeing if Washington, if everything blows up there, because it looks real messy down there, yeah, Washington. They look done. Um, mm, already. There, there's and, a, there's and a lot no of one surprised by that. See. No one's no, surprised. I don't by think that. anybody's surprised by that. Is it, wait, is when this, your is big this, office uh, off season signing is getting Dwight uh, Howard, your team is done. Or or or, <laughs> or 
Or was it, huh? No, but I'm just saying, like, when that's the move, your team is done. He's coming back to play. I think, like, any game now, he's supposed to be back. So, wait. I heard about this, and I'm assuming it's true. I have not seen it yet. Is it true that the Clippers gave Austin Rivers a tribute? That is true. Yeah. That is true. How oh. do you feel about that? Because I think we, we're out of control with video. <laughs> like, if Austin, yo, this is no disrespect to Austin Rivers. If his dad Rivers. wasn't their coach, they wouldn't have gave him a tribute. I agree with that. So it's, no, it's nepotism? I mean, in terms of video tribute, yeah. 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 I mean, when he actually played for him, it wasn't. Like, he made him, he made him earn minutes, I thought. I don't think he and was also like, Rivers became solid. He was a solid yeah, player. Yeah, but I also if a solid player think, shouldn't get video tributes, man. Yeah, yeah. I happen to agree with that. I think that had to do with the dad aspect, but Hold I on. think when he actually played for him, he didn't. You know, he didn't just throw him in the situations just because. Let me give you Austin Rivers is. Uh... Austin Rivers is not a bad player. He he turned himself into. You know, he struggled his first couple of years in New Orleans, but he turned into a solid player. Let me tell you what he averaged. But yeah. Austin Rivers in the world video tribute, tribute should anyway, never yeah. go together. Let me tell you, we got, we're going to get into the hip-hop stuff after this. But let me tell you what he averaged with the Clippers. And this is what got him in tribute video other Probably than the fact that Doc Rivers is there. 7-3 or something. <laughs> I wish. That'd be funnier. Uh, he played 243 games, 97 of them starts, only 97. Okay. Averaged 26 minutes a game. And in those 26 minutes a game, he averaged 11 points and 2.5 assists per game. He also shot forty three percent from the floor and thirty six percent from three. It's not horrible. It doesn't yeah, now. No, I ain't giving him a video trip. Yeah, but an average player. Yeah. He's an average player. Average. It, yeah. goes, it goes to average. his dad being who he is and his role with the team, and yeah. that's why that that's why he got it. Before we get some hip hop, I wanted to ask you: Is there any team in the East mm. that you feel can surprise? Last year we had Indiana sort of come out of nowhere. Oladipo playing great. Is there any team you think that could really surprise Deontay, maybe come up with the East? Or is the most interesting thing to watch in the East how the Wizards are going to derail themselves? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm looking, I'm literally looking at the standings right now and looking at every team. Yeah. Uh, I think <laughs> maybe, maybe Miami. Uh, I was thinking that too. Every, huh. Everybody else is sort of like a, a known commodity. I think Miami still has some guys that we don't exactly know who they are yet with yes. Josh, Richardson, Josh Richardson, a guy who's. Getting a lot better. Dragons is pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Um, Wade doing his farewell tour. So, you know, he's going to have a couple nights where he just goes off just because that fadeaway, you know, that old man game, it still works sometimes. Work. The up and under. Um, Bam out of bio. So, yeah. Who I, I like a lot. Yeah, I like Bam too. Bam is bouncy. Yeah. So I think that that team maybe could surprise a little and bit. Everybody coach. else we know who they are. Oh, uh, well, you know what? I'll, I'll take. I'll, I'll add Detroit to that too. Maybe, maybe Detroit will play better. If if Blake is healthy the whole time and mm. scoring fifty, then maybe. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, I, I'm not a Reggie Jackson fan though. Uh, neither I think am I. You don't you don't think that you don't think that Kevin Knox can lead the Knicks upon his return to the playoffs? <laughs> yeah. Yo, that, yeah, the don't way even do that, it, man. Don't even. Don't, oh, I used to bro, don't even night, do it. Man. Yo, I did the same thing to Howard back when he was here. I'm not gonna take the bait, but yeah. I don't think, uh, <laughs> I don't think that's. Going I think Kevin Knox is gonna be good. I keep saying. That. How, I think he could be solid. Yeah. How How do you feel about your Bulls? I think we are playing for the lottery. Do you like that? Do you want R.J. Barrett? I mean, actually, I don't know if I want R.J. Barrett. Zion? Anybody? Uh, I think I want Cam Reddish. You like Cam Reddish? Okay. Okay. Yeah. I think I want Cam Reddish. I think R.J. Barrett is going to be like a Zach Levine. What? Really? Yeah, just like a dude who puts up a lot of points and empty numbers. No impact. Really? No, I'm very high on R.J. Barrett. I think he could be really good. I've only seen highlight. Highlight tapes. Oh, I saw. Well, I seen him play with Duke, but like it's super early. Um, I have. You know what's funny? I haven't seen him uh, that much with Duke outside of you know them slaughtering whoever you know Mountain. Right, that's why it's early. Whatever. You got to see. But I, he's but, still super young. But, he could he could develop into something. He else. came up here 
and Jeff, you were with me when we saw this at uh, Nationals. It was Dick's Nationals and it was Geico Nationals. He came up here with Montvert High School. The two times that I saw him here, he was the best player in that tournament, in National High School Tournament. So I felt like looking you know at me, that. I don't, I don't put a lot of stock into this until I see these guys play. Yeah, well, that's what, I'm, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll, that's what I'll I'm saying. know a lot more once the season actually starts. Yeah, so yeah. yeah. I feel like I hear about him now is just he's a scorer, not not. Now he could else. he could do he could do more than that. He could definitely do more than that. We'll see. Are you happy with the where the, where the Bulls are going? Because both our teams are kind of in the same place. They're rebuilding, big market teams. Try, you know, both suck. Yeah. But. <laughs> I mean, once we once we had turmoil with turmoil with Jimmy, and we decided not to add good, actual good players around him and like start to rebuild around an all star for some reason, uh, it was. <laughs> It was basically just like you might as well start rebuilding now. So, are you were you shocked? Because uh, that's what you're talking about. Almost three off seasons ago, when the Knicks gave Joakim Noah all that money, what, it was seventy million, seventy two no. for I mean, four he, years. He could barely play for us. So I don't. I mean, <laughs> he was he was already sort of hurt. You know, what I mean, he he had. I think that was maybe like two or three years removed from that time where he was. He was third in MVP voting. Yep, I think that was yeah. But it was like two or three years away from that. Um, yeah, Phil was Phil was tripping. I'm gonna pull up was the he? number. Yeah, no, we don't have we don't have we don't have to do that. Oh, in one, his last season with the Chicago Bulls, probably like joke eight, him. Probably like ten and eight. How many games did he play? He played 29 games. There you go. Yeah. He started two. He played 21.9 minutes per game, and the Knicks paid this 72 million over the course of four years. The four years is the crazy part. Not the eighteen mil per. If you, right. if you I said if, if he you gave him a two year deal, that's what, yeah, yeah, I would he's already like, out whatever. of the deal. Yeah, yeah. He averaged. He probably would have took it. You want okay? What do you want first? The points or the rebounds? I don't want to not talk about yeah. this anymore. <laughs> like, what you said, Jeff? They're pretty identical. Okay, no, they're not. The rebounds, eight point eight, which is twenty one minutes a game. That's, that's great. Not, that's great production. Points, four point three. Uh, okay, I was yeah. I was assist like a six and eight. Six and assist eight. was three point yeah. eight. So. And the year before that why was talk, seven. Nine nine nine. I don't even know why I asked this. I just had to ask it to you know. Yeah, I'm I'm happy for my guy. You know, get the money. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> he of did a lot of good things in Chicago, there's you know? a headline in there's a That's headline true. there's a headline in Real GM saying Joe Kim Noah continuing to work out in hopes of NBA deal. Uh, Tibbs will uh, pick him up at some point. You know, he can get get him on the minimum. He all his guys already pay, so he can get them on the minimum. That is true. Real quick, since we talked about people getting paid and being happy. Seems like Ty, Ty Lue getting fired. He's got to be happy. You know what I mean? He, he got off a sinking ship. Out of there. It was not going to go bad. Now yeah. he's gone. I mean. Did that shock you? Did that firing shock you? Yeah, yeah, it did. The timing. Um, yeah. The timing. Just because, I mean, if you're going to do it, you might as well do it during the offseason, right? Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. You knew what the expectations were coming into this year. Um, you can say whatever you want to about, you know, building a team around love and everything. You know when you take LeBron from a situation, that team is going to take a steep fall. Right. And everybody in that building had to know that. So to give him six games and then fire him is, is pretty dumb. You know, you've already been through training camp. You've had him around, like, all the young guys who, are, you know, Sexton and those guys. So mm. it really doesn't make sense to me, but – a lot of things that Dan Gilbert has his fingerprints on <laughs> don't make sense. make sense. Now, what do you think about Larry Drew kind of saying, hey, hold up, I'm not going to rock with this interim tag. I'm actually going to try to get some stability out of this situation here. He's basically not taking the interim role. I think it's an interesting play. Hmm. And I 
understand why he's doing it because he's kind of been he's been in the he's situation. He's been a head before. coach before. Yep. Um, coached the Hawks for three years. Coached the Milwaukee. Um, and then got basically fired for Jason Kidd. Yeah. Um, I honestly don't understand why he's so gung-ho <laughs> about connecting himself to this team. Uh, I, I saw the quotes about um, him saying that he's passionate about helping players develop and, you know, helping the Cavaliers rebuild. I don't believe that. Who are they uh, developing that, in Cleveland? Colin Sexton, Sexton I guess. And, 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 and uh, maybe Seti Osmond. Seti, yeah. Maybe Seti, that's it. I mean, okay. but um, And I like Colin Sexton. I mean, it, it sounds good, but, you know, this is what guys – like guys like him, they this is their their the peak is being a head coach, so I can see why if he sees this right in front of him, he's gonna try to you know like extract all he can out of it and actually yep. become a head coach for long as long as possible. Before we get you out of here, a little bit of hip hop. Um, what do you love in the past? What have you, what have what are you listening to right now? Um, what do you, just just what what are, you, what are your thoughts on the state of hip hop? Everything. What do you like? All right. I love the Joe Budden podcast. Oh. Uh, he's, he's a huge Joe Budden podcast. I see it on his computer. Yeah. <laughs> I saw his computer. He has like 50 million stickers on there. Yeah. You see everything he loves. Yeah. Um, Not everything. I used to love, I'm not going to say I don't love him, but Kanye Ooh. from Chicago. Like, I'm that surprised was my, you didn't throw this question at him. Well, I'm just saying that was my like my oh, high school. right, right. My cause... high school parking lot was was straight up the high school dropout. Like every car planet, yeah. That came yeah. out when I was a senior in high school. How so. do you feel about him now? Uh, I mean, I can't rock with. He just seems like manic to me. Um, so I believe all the all the the med stuff because uh, he just he he's like so high and low. And even today, he was tweeting wild stuff about. <laughs> I don't know what Blexit is really like. Yeah, that Candace Owens woman or whatever. And he was saying that he wants uh, to stay away from politics, right? That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. I, I missed all. But this. But it's like, <laughs> it's you're better off. He I'm just sure. goes <laughs> from from zero to one hundred and then back down to zero <laughs> on these like important topics. <laughs> so much so that I just unfollowed him on a bunch of stuff because it's just like it's a distraction. Does it affect you listening to his music? Because I, I I've been at, we asked a couple other people camp here like, can you separate? <laughs> Um, a lot of people I know it drove yeah. them to go listen to the old stuff. They're like, "Oh man, let's go listen to like when things were good." <laughs> yeah, uh, college dropout to graduation. I mean, that's yeah. still. I mean, I mean, I, I didn't. Well, I didn't like that last album, obviously. So I'm not gonna listen to his current music. Okay. I thought he wasted a few, a few good, like really good beats. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, see, I, yeah, I don't care for his. Music. Yeah, I didn't especially the intro. Him. He he wasted a really good beat. So yeah. Yeah. All right. So I, I can respect that. All right. So you, you were a fan of old, uh, anybody current that you you're really rocking with that you really like? Uh, mm. Well, I told you I didn't like the tri- uh, the Quavo album. Uh, I like <laughs> didn't listen to it. I like Astro. Oh, it's the same song. Astro. Over I like Travis Scott. Although a lot of his songs sound similar too. But, That's true. Uh, That's but true. I like the formula, so I just listened to it anyway. Yeah. Uh, Travis Push, Scott. I don't hate Pusha's album was just fire. Yep. Yeah. Pusha Pusha had the best album of the year to me. To push your album, yeah. Of the year. Push was my album of the year. I mean, Michael, that was Michael Grady's album of the year. Too, we're gonna right? have a yeah. big album. I know of the year. it was short, but like, it like that's as hard as an album could be. He was the only one who did that seven song rollout <laughs> properly. <laughs> yeah. After that, that's the whole true. thing. I'm <laughs> actually, I actually have to agree with that. And right, Kanye's well, beats on that word. They were yeah. knocking, man. Yeah, he gave Pusher his best. Stuff. Yeah, his yeah. beats on that were fire. <laughs> yeah, Pusher brought it out of him though. Uh, he sabotaged. Uh, what's I'm trying to forget. Nas. Nas and Tiana Taylor, he sabotaged yes. them. Kanye sabotaged both of them. Yep. 
I was really disappointed yeah. with Nas. And I, I was disappointed. I, I was disappointed I was that. Very disappointed. Yo, I was disappointed with that. Uh, but I I had low expectations, honestly, when they announced that it was a Kanye Nas project because I felt like it quick. I thought it, yeah, I, but I, I expected it to be rushed. But I was more disappointed. It's funny that you mentioned that you listened to the Joe Budden podcast when Pusha T said on that interview. I don't know if you listen to this, but yeah, I listened to that. Yeah, I did too, twice. He and said he, Nas was in the room. For he all said Nas was yeah. in the room with him, like yeah. recording. Wait, also. For, for that was disappointing because yeah. I, miss, I miss because that. remember my theory was that because the way it sounded, it sounded yeah. like. It sounded like Nas recorded a bunch of acapellas, sent them to Kanye, and then Kanye just put whatever beats on it and just kind of moved stuff yeah, around. It sounded like Nas helicoptered in, laid some tracks, uh, laid some verses, and then that's left. exactly what it yeah. sounded like. But then Pusha T said, "I don't know, maybe he's lying." But I don't see why he would. But I don't. Yeah. But yeah, I don't see why he would. But I doubt it. But I'm just throwing it out there. But he said that Nas was there recording it with him also. So I was like. We yeah. all, so we all were disappointed. So, now, ma- but I, that's, you would like to but, think that after a thirty-year career, he'd be more savvy than that. But you know what? To, like hear things and know that like the, this isn't right. This but, isn't right. but that's not to say that he. It's not like he. It's possible that he laid those verses, left, and then Kanye did some more to the songs after that. Yeah, and you know what I mean because that also happens too, and especially with somebody like Kanye who. Well, Pusha said that he said like you got to be there while it's happening. Like you got to make sure. Yeah. So I I still think that theory that theory could be right where Nas probably did his verses left and that, that kind of did some more Kanye, after. Though. Like, it does. I agree. Yeah. You can't trust him to just like be a facilitator. He's gonna try to take over your whole project. And that Tiana Taylor had an issue with that. Well, yeah. he, she did. <laughs> now and now with that whole rollout, I, except for mm-hmm. pushes, we said we like Daytona. It makes me wonder: Do people really want to mess with Kanye like that in terms of him handling a project for you? I think mm. there's gonna be some things going forward. Where you're like, I don't know. If I, I think if he was dealing with outside people, it'd be a little different. He has so much power mm. in that situation. You know, mm. it's his label. He controls when your album comes out. Um, I think if you're dealing with outside people, that goes a little bit different. Different. Yeah, yeah. he's 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 not he's not gonna be able. To, who do you think is the best rapper right now in the game? If you had to pick one person, who do you think's rapping better than anybody right now in the game? Mm. I mean, I, I'm still gonna say Jay. Oh, I like this. Jay-Z. I'm still gonna say Jay. Yeah, I like. Oh. I like because I always feel like what people do in hip hop. People want to just everybody gonna just. I'm not. I'm not gonna just say Kendrick every time I talk about. <laughs> I love Kendrick. I, I love like. Kendrick. I do yeah. too. I love Kendrick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he's, like, I love him. I love Cole. Me too. I don't think that what they're doing is better than Jay's last album though. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> Jay, I, I messed I had, the album. So man. last year, last that was year, a big I, side. No, no, no. <laughs> I messed the album. No, man. because I think Deontay is the first. We all like four outside four. of me. We all but, like all so those last year when we, we started doing this podcast. We did an end of the year hip hop album, and I had it as the best hip hop album of last year. You had four. Yeah, four, four. that was definitely four, my four, best four. one last year. I thought it was, and I, felt, I had it in my top five. And I thought, a, and sure. a lot of people weren't saying that, and a lot of people had. They had Kendrick, right? Right. And here's the thing: I'm not mad. at I didn't have. I I love Kendrick. I love Kendrick. I think Kendrick's first two commercial albums are amazing. I don't think Dan was as good as those. And I don't think Dan was as good as 444. I just think 444 was a more complete. Dan was great. I just, I like 444 better. Me too. I play the album. I play the album more. I thought Jay, I thought that was the album I wanted to hear from Jay for quite a little bit of time that I got from him. It was just personal, introspective. I said all this before in the podcast, but I I thought it was 
really well done. He had to go through something. He was trying to do like growing up rap, but before he was making it material and not substance. Uh, substance. Yeah, yep. he's rapping about Tom Ford and, <laughs> and paintings and stuff. You, and, can, you, you know. can tell Deontay likes the Magna Carta yeah. Holy Grail album as much as I do. Yeah, <laughs> just, just talking about Blue having Basquiat's. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there wasn't the substance right. there. Here and there then was. He, he had to go through something, and then the substance was there. So then you got like the full grown up album. I agree. What the hell was my album of the year last year? I don't remember. I don't remember what you picked. It wasn't Freddie Gibbs. Don't do that. It wasn't that. No. Do you I, like Freddie I Gibbs? I like Freddie Gibbs, yeah. Freddie from uh, Gary, man. Oh, yeah. Freddie from yeah. Gary, man. That's the. <laughs> I know he's. Gary's I, basically Chicago. That's why I have. Right there. That's I have. He's team. on my laptop also. Against the Gibbs. Yeah. I mess he's against a the Gibbs, huge, bro. He's a huge Freddie Gibbs fan. Yeah. I'm just not. The, the day we I don't think Freddie. I don't want to. I've said this before. I feel like I always have to defend myself. I'm not saying I dislike Freddie Gibbs or I don't think he's good. I don't think that I, the love that this man has oh, for okay. Freddie Gibbs, it's just like outsized. Yo, yeah. it's just it's crazy. Not, it's not. It's not. He can rap. Like I'm not. I'm not. He I'm not, he currently. That's not to say that I think he's better than some of the guys we've mentioned. Although mm-hmm. I think he's on that level of like the best now or whatever. I to me, not. I'm not. Relax. Hold on. To me. <laughs> to me. To me. To me. He's my favorite artist now. Currently. What I like, to, but yeah, that's yeah, favorite is is uh, subjective. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, yeah, but I also think that he like if I'm making a top whatever artist, he's got to be in there somewhere. I'm not saying he's one or two or whatever. Yeah, that's you fine. know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's your list, so that's fine. Yeah, I what what I did like that you say. Well, I'll tell you before you go is I think a lot of times in hip hop we're always like the person who's rapping the best is still is this person that's at a certain age range, right? Like you kind of have to be in your hip-hop prime, which yeah. I still don't know what that is. Even though Jay might still be rapping as great as anybody, people just kind of forget about it. It's like, oh, you're 45? Like, nah, there's no way I could put you into the best rapper list. Right. Why do you think that ageism exists in hip-hop? Like, I'm kind of tired of it Well, it's a, it's a young genre. Like, my parents are older than hip-hop. But does it mm. have to be that? Are we Are we not evolving past that at the point now where it's like, I, I think, think we are. I, th- I think we are now. We have like the Jays and the Nas's and those guys still around, but like those are the first people to, to really it. have like right. yeah actual twenty year careers yeah. in rap. Yeah. Uh, like yeah. people always compare you know rap and rock or whatever, but like you can't have legacy artists until you've had enough time to build a legacy. So sure. that's I think true. that's where hip hop is now, like starting to build that. Yeah, and I'm yeah. I, and I'm excited for that. And I, I, you know, I was I was especially with Jay putting out an album like Four Four Four, where you can see he'll still see his pen game is still sharp, and his B selection is still great. And we got to see on the album, so yeah. Now uh, we gotta just get get Nas to stay away from Kanye, and then we'll. I agree with that. But by the way, my uh, and real quick because I know we're wrapping yeah, we here. Yeah, we got out of here. Um, that album, I don't think it's the Nas album done album. That was also my theory about that too. Oh yeah, I, I yo, I forgot about that too. Cal <laughs> <laughs> was screaming that two years ago. Yeah, remember that on, on that, and I was yeah. all hyped, and then, and then I read this New that York Times article. Hard too. The New York Times, yo, the New York Times last article that I think came out last year, last he's, summer. Last summer, he said, "Oh, the album should be done in two weeks." And I remember we I was so we, hyped. We were seeing stories about how he was working with No ID and he's working with whatever. And I even saw another story shortly after this album came out that, oh, he's still finishing his real album. So I think that the solo project that we're supposed to get is probably going to be Maybe something like we might get another life is good. To be honest with you, after that, yeah, whole life is thing. good. Life is good is hard. Life is good. Is what, hard. Where, do, where do you rank that in Nas albums? Uh, 
probably like a like a five, like like around fifth. I mean, Illmatic is obviously the number one. Agreed. Yeah. Then I would probably go. I would go. Um, I would go. I am after that. Oh. oh no! Hold on! No! 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 I didn't mean to say that. <laughs> I didn't mean to say that. I am is underrated though. I think so. No, well, I meant to say it was written. I'm sorry. I didn't okay. Mean to say it, it was written. I uh, think it was written as a little overrated, but that's I I still listen. In, I, it was written in terms. I still listen to some. I say that in terms of the people who actually say that it's better than Illmatic, but, and yeah. I don't think I it's am was hate me now, right? Yes. I, yeah, I am is hate me now. Nas is like Doctor Knockboot. You won't see me tonight. Doctor Knockboot's a pretty awful song. Um, I think I would still put that third just because of like I remember listening to it. Like I was like the age where I could finally start buying my own albums and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I think I would still put that. Do you have it over the Lost Tapes? Do you count that as an album? Not really. Okay, because I know some people do, some people don't. The Lost Tapes is a really dope project, but some people don't really count as an album. I don't don't really think of that as like a. A Nas album. Uh, album. Really. Okay, gotcha. Oh, you know what? Actually, no, no. Hip Hop Is Dead has got to go before I Am. I forgot. Oh, oh you're really high on Hip Hop Is Dead? I'm yeah, not Hip Hop Is Dead has got to go Do I like it better than I Am? I feel like they're even. So I like I Am there, more. I can't like... I, like I, am I would more. go Hip Hop Is Dead before that. Where do you put... Life okay. Is Good might be before both of those, actually. I think... <laughs> no, I actually think... I'm sorry. So right. we, we Life did, Is Good we, should be third, actually. I'm, I have, see, I'm doing I this in real time. That's fine, but I happen to actually agree with you. I have Life Is Good as like my third. Life Is Good I had Life Is Good like... Did I have a second? Or I had a second or tie for second? Somewhere like that. I, I do think it's third. I, I had it like third. second just... But you were doing this in real time, so we... Yeah. yeah. No, no that song like... stage just popped into my head, and I was <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. yeah, that's third. I have Life is Good second, I remember. I have it just above Stillmatic, Godson. I thought, I'm, what do you think about Godson? Oh, I forgot about Godson. That's, to me, that's definitely better than I Am. Or it only has bad. one yeah. bad song. It's just yeah, that song right. is... <laughs> It's just that song. What song is it? Zone out. Zone out with the brave hearts. Yo, he. Uh, you don't even remember. Zone out. That would be so bad. See, do you don't remember? Because that would be so bad. The rest of the album is great. I actually think that that's up there. For that's them. that's a complete album minus that one song. You you seem to be like me in the fact that you are both a Jay and Nas fan, which some people seem to be surprised. Yeah, that we I'm more exist. I'm more Jay than Nas. Though. Me too. Yeah. I'm okay. More Jay, I'm, more I'm more Nas than Jay, but I'm. But I, love, but I, I remember both. getting volume two like for my birthday and stuff. Like that's I'm I'm definitely more Jay. Yeah. Yeah, I was definitely born late. I went to I remember going to co- I was just talking about this with a friend of them and we went to go to Beach Street in Brooklyn and get volume two. I remember that day. Oh, that, was, that was a good day. That was good. Yeah. Beach Street, that's dope. And I wish when, I could have done that. When, when I was yeah, man, Beach that that was a vibe. That was a vibe. That was a place to get that was a place to get all the stuff from Brooklyn back in the day. The, the album records, when I was man. growing up was damn Carter Three. Or Carter four. He just dated him. Three or four. Yeah, I don't know. know how young he is. Carter two is better than that though. Carter one is better than both. Carter two is the best Wayne album. I think so. I think, I think the Carter three Carter is th- mad I'll overrated. Take Carter one. I, I do Carter, think the Carter three is overrated. Mad overrated. Carter two is the best Wayne album. All right. What's your favorite hip hop album of all time? I feel like I'm throwing all these random hip hop questions. Favorite hip hop album of all time. Uh, you gotta take Blueprint. one. Blueprint. Okay. It's a good yeah. one. Yours is Illmatic. I think both of ours is Illmatic. Uh, Mine's Blueprint. Yeah, I think yeah, Illmatic, Illmatic is my favorite. But those are um, like those are like the trivia. Questions. But Blueprints, the trivia. Right is hard, but the Blueprints. But Blueprints like in my top five. If you Jay told me my, I gotta take Jay is my guy. Yeah, Blueprint over Reasonable Doubt. Yeah, yeah, I put Reasonable Doubt right after. The... You know what's funny? Where do you I, put, do you put the Black Album anywhere there? Number three, three. But I really like the Black. But album. when I was younger, I was always Black Album was a little bit more poppy to me. It was it like was. anthems, kind of. I love know. the production on it so yeah. much. So that was. It is, and you thought Jay was gonna retire, so it was really good. I think when I was younger, I was more reasonable doubt over Blueprint, but as I've gotten older, and I've really sat back with Blueprint. I feel like that production is just 
Fantastic produced album is gonna really stand the test of time. And yeah, I messed that was Jay. That was kind of that was Jay just at his master. And you know, I always remember because I dropped on nine eleven, and that was my first couple weeks in college. And yeah, that and um, Fab. Fab, Fab Ghetto yeah. Fabulous dropped yeah. that day too. I used, yeah, I messed with Fab too. Fab's one yeah, of my favorites man. too. Okay. That was good. Yeah. All right, man. So you listen to some good stuff. Yo, thanks for joining us, man. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. So, We've been uh, here for a while. Yeah, I know. It's been for a while. We were trying to link up. We'll definitely have you back again. Um, you can find uh, Deontay, see all the work that he edits on Sports Illustrators. The crossover, he does a lot of great work. He thinks the Warriors are going to win. He thinks the Bulls are in rebuilding mode they're coming yeah. back right no no hot takes no hot takes neither of those are hot takes <laughs> it's, it's not man see it shows Bulls and Knicks fans we, we, we can get we can get along people think we can't sometimes because all the wars and well, things, but... we're both bad now so it's easy to yeah it's, it's easy to get along we get good again we probably won't like each other but it's all good <laughs> uh, Deontay man thanks again for coming through uh, that's it for episode 48 of the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast we'll see you guys in the next one peace peace